Right here on 104.9 The Horn. It is a top of the charts. Tuesday, uh, Papa Rose Rolling Stone. We have this conversation often on this show, thanks to Patrick and his uh, great musical themes. A perfect song. A very long uh, song. Yeah, yeah. So first of all, I started this song two minutes in. Just like you know, I started two minutes in so we could get to some of it. And we still really hadn't got to deep no, into it. And the best part is, this is the single mix. Yeah. Wow. The, single, single the real version of the song oh. is 11, 12 minutes. Yeah, it's long. I it's know. like Rapper's Delight. No, it's not like <laughs> Rapper's Delight. Hey, here's a fun fact for y'all. Today, today is our man E. Hogan's birthday. Shout out E. Hogan. 50 Happy years ago today, he was born. This was the number one song in America. Oh, During that time. A perfect song. Top too. of the charts. I agree. <laughs> 1972, right, Patrick? I believe so, yes. That's right. Happy, yeah. ba- happy birthday, E. Hogan. That's right. Uh, yeah, they I, heard, I heard Bucky talking about it this morning. 50 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Old man Hogan. Hey, man, hold up, bro. What do you mean? Watch how you talk to him, man. <laughs> I forget. My birthday was at the beginning of this year. Hey, yeah, you're old, 50. too. 50. You know, I think we're all old. I think we need to accept Me it. Me and E. Hogan. 50. 50. Hey, I'm still, I'm young. Yeah, I'm young in there. I, you're a young, young I got like a year and a half till I hit 40. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're still young. Oh, yeah. You, trust me. All of us over 40. If you ain't hit 40 yet, you're good. Yeah. You're still a young whistlesnapper. <laughs> yeah. Way behind the ears. Hey, man, yeah. I still drink like it, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the older Sometimes you, get, you wake up and you're like, oh, no. Hey, all right. <laughs> hey. Recalibrate that one for late you're right 30s. About, you're right about And I admire Tom Brady and more and more. Yeah. I get up and I'm 42 now. And I get up and random things hurt, and I'm like, Tom Brady's got to be feeling the same thing. Right. He still gets up every damn day. That's because he's eating avocado. He's eating avocado. True. That's, he's eating Tom avocado. Tom Brady don't eat Texas barbecue no, and Tex-Mex <laughs> and queso not. and Marks nope. and Bud Light the way Rod B does. So. Not at all. Hey, you know what? I'm here for a good That's time, not, <laughs> not a long, long time. time. Here we so, go. Uh, let's get to let's it. Let's get it popping. Uh, we got, we're <laughs> off at 530 for our Texas basketball. We'll get into uh, the all-flex finalists for the DBs and review the wide receivers uh, and return specialists as well. Coming to the top of the 5 o'clock and also Texas versus Illinois basketball preview. Big game coming up for uh, Texas men's basketball. Uh, all right. Big weekend. Oh, weekend. Yep, yep. Week, I should say, because I don't know how long it's going to be there. Big week for the Dallas Cowboys, not because they got to play the Texans, uh, but because Odell Beckham Jr. Harge, is in mm-hmm. town. He was in town last night hanging out with, you know, uh, Trevon Diggs and Micah Parsons. I believe Des Bryant was hanging out with him. I saw Mark Cuban greet him on a video when he went to the Mavs game. Uh, he seemed to have gotten the uh, the red carpet treatment coming into Dallas. Uh, the question is, will the Cowboys decide to sign Odell Beckham Jr.? And this is the thing, too, about Odell, because I'm not sure right now, like I said, it ain't right now the Cowboys don't need Odell Beckham Jr. 
They think you're going to need them for their playoff run, but they don't need them necessarily right now. Uh, I think the, the hope for the Cowboys is that he'll have the same impact he had with the Rams last season. Um, but here's something to consider uh, for the Cowboys. They asked, they did ask uh, my man Odell Beckham Jr. how he feels about signing with the Cowboys, and he said, what are his chances of signing with the Cowboys? He said, quote, it's a good possibility that he signs with the Cowboys. We don't know what that means. Good possibility. Um, I think it's all about how long he wants to sign. I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. wants to be on a mercenary deal. I think he wants a good amount of money, but I think for him it's more about the security, especially with him getting older and now him being on his, I don't know, third contract. Actually, maybe his close to his fourth contract. Um, but I think Odell Beckham Jr. wants security in his older age. We're just talking about old men. We're all getting old. And I don't know if he's going to get that on the mercenary deer from the Cowboys, especially coming off an injury. And there's even a report that he doesn't want to work out for the Cowboys. He just wants to sign. And that's not going to happen either. He's got to work out for the Cowboys, of course. And he may not even be ready when you sign him. He may be a guy that won't be ready for another month or so toward the playoff run for the Cowboys. I guess the question is, is it worth it? Yeah. Uh, Our man Clarence Hill just said uh, earlier today, he said Jerry Jones doesn't have an optimistic tone when talking about Odell Beckham. He said the medical is the key. By Mm -hmm. no means are we at a position to to say close or where we are right now. We're just discussing our options. And then he also said, I'm not confident at all. And so that's the issue. We realize that the issue is health and the issue of availability is here every single time. So that is something that if you're looking at it as a Dallas Cowboy fan and you're thinking he's going to be ready, what is it, the 21-day window or something like that when you get picked up and then you're coming you off have, of an injury? You have a practice window. You got that we'll come out the IR, like yeah. Tyron Smith. Like Tyron Smith Tyron is Smith doing actually, right now. I think he's coming off this 21-day practice window. He actually could practice Tomorrow. potentially for the Texans week, yep. yeah, for the Cowboys. They don't know if they're going to do it or not. Um, but, yeah, so if Odell Beckham Jr., so the report was he didn't want to work out, and this would yep. lend some credibility to that report, why he doesn't want to work out is because he ain't ready. Right, and that's that's he's the wants, thing. He's walking around and acting like he's acting ready. Acting like he's ready, but he but ain't ready. But it doesn't seem yeah, like he's ready. And if you saw the reports, the reports all leading up to these meetings mm. and, like, this week of meetings was all OBJ spun media coming out and all the reports were from him and his yeah, camp yeah. being like, oh, he's coming, and he's ready. And videos he's of him on the yeah, – Yeah, and it's all that. As soon as he started yeah. meeting, every report was, he don't even really want to play this year. Because he doesn't want to work out. No, he wants to come back and be like, look, if you make a deep playoff run, I'll play like conference championship, Super Bowl maybe. I'll come and do mm-hmm. a couple snaps. But I want a long-term deal. I want a three-year deal. And you're like, all right, it's looking like it's Giants. Because the Giants are the only team that's going to offer him that. Yeah, and I'm with you. I, if he's not ready to work out, I definitely ain't signing the guy. I can't work out if he's if you know, no. If, well, and, if, and it's and not because work out because he doesn't he doesn't think he's progressing, but because he's not ready to contribute right away. Yeah. Um. And Ed Reuters even reporting. Thanks yeah. for my man CB. Thanks for sending this. Uh, the Cowboys have concerns after he's reporting that Cowboys have concerns after Odell Beckham Jr.'s physical that's recovery from torn left ACL in Super Bowl has not progressed enough to ensure he would play before mid January and possibility exists signing him would have no benefit until the 2023 season. So yeah, to me, I don't sign him. Yeah, right. if you're if you're not telling me you can be a solid number two by by the Eagles game, I can't do it. Like right. if you're not if you can't be there for that Eagles Titans game, I just don't think you mess up team chemistry and bring him in 
to have him be a number two, number three next year when there's more players, and you don't even know if he comes back what he's going to be. Exactly, and I've always yeah. said the wide receiver position is the deepest position in football at any level, in my opinion. You can find really good young wide receivers and develop them. Um, I Nope. Sorry. I'm no, I, I, no, and that's the thing. Is that's why I, I, leading into, into series last night was the, oh, man, I think it's the Giants because you keep reading reports and you're like, the Giants makes sense. Look, you don't have a number one wide receiver there. You don't have a number two wide receiver there, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you sign OBJ, you get him for a couple years, you keep building this young team. That all makes sense. Yep. Yeah. But the Bills and the Cowboys don't make any sense for you to bring in a guy. Like the Bills, they're like, well, you want to ba- knock down Gabe Davis? next year and mm-hmm. knock down uh, Ian McKenzie? Or do you want to go to the Cowboys? you want to tell Michael Gallup, we just paid you, but now you're number three again? Makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense. It and make, if, he's not, sense. if he's not ready to – if he can't walk on that field and go, yeah, I can be I can be at least ready – like maybe ready to go by that Philly game. Yeah. Right. So that's, I, and that's in three weeks because there's still uh, Texans and the Jaguars. If you're ready by the Philly game, all right. Yeah. If you're not ready by then, then it's Titans. Ah. Maybe, but that's a playoff run. I think the Cowboys now are going to rest their hopes on James Washington potentially coming back and if he can be an impact player for them. Other than that, now you're talking about the Cowboys deciding, hey, we like our guys. They've always been a we like our guys kind of franchise, and they're going to really have to depend on their homegrown talent to push them through the playoffs. What this means to me is, like I said, this was a playoff run uh, situation for the Cowboys. You're in a playoff run. You face elite defenses like the Eagles or the 49ers, one of those defenses. And if you get to a Super Bowl, you'll probably place a really good defense. And they would be able to take away a CeeDee Lamb, and they'd be able right. to potentially take away or neutralize your running game. And then you're going to need other threats to be able to move the ball, move the chains, make big plays. Third, second, third wide receivers in one-on-one situations or tight ends, and that that was the hope that he'd be that third guy. Now you just got to hope that Michael Gallup continues on his trajectory. He's doing great. He's doing great, yep. and you got to find more creative ways now to use the personnel that you do have. You got good tight ends. Your running back room looks like it's uh you know paying huge dividends. Find out how to use Tony Pollard in some different ways too. Kevonte Turpin at wide receiver now probably presents right. a you know a more appealing uh, scenario <laughs> for you. Um, so I just think they got to get creative, and <clears throat> the guy that's got to get creative is Kellen Moore. And I trust <clears throat> Kellen Moore to be able to rise to the occasion. Some don't, but that's all good. I think he's up to the task. You throwing jabs, man? No. <laughs> no, not at all. Not throwing any jabs. Just, just putting the facts I, out I just there, just looking at the creativity. He's, he's, he's been thrown a ton early this year yeah. with his starting left tackle going down, Dak going down for a while, injuries to your starting wide receiving core. A lot of different stuff going on for Kelly Moore, and yet, hey, still finding ways to put points on the board. Helps to have a defense that's really good. Defense doing um, well. And even give Fossil some credit. Special teams is pretty good man, for him, too. they are so really special. They are really playing complimentary football, yep. so he's getting a lot of help and support, but he's doing his part. He's doing his job. Yeah. And that's what I'll give him credit for. I think he I think now they need to revamp and start to think, all right, how do we creatively now start to weaponize more of these pieces? We gotta push Cavante Turpin a little bit more. We gotta push the tight ends a little bit more. They like those guys, those thirteen personnel packages, fourteen personnel packages. Yeah. Um and you gotta, you know, really hope that Michael Gallup Fine, and he is. He's doing really well right now, but finds his groove, and then somebody pray that James Washington 
helps you out, right. gives you some type of uh, contribution. And I'm with you on the fact that, you know, Michael Gallup is starting to stand up and make some good plays and, and being that that alternate guy. I love the fact of what they're doing with the tight ends because you got three of them that are making plays for they're you. making plays for and you. And they may not be, you know, the big-time plays, but they're moving the chains for you. They're, they're really athletic, and they're blocking well. That's the other part of they it. They're, they're bringing so many different pieces mm-hmm. and, as you say, creativity from Kellen Moore of finding ways to get those guys the hey, ball. Just saying. But it all starts with Dak and it him does. being able to get, you know, be efficient and recognizing where the, the holes are in that defense. Yeah, he's thrown some interceptions, but the offense is still scoring more points now, now that he's back. But the biggest jump that I want to see is. Not necessarily on the on the wide receiver position. It's going to be at that opposite corner of Diggs. I think that is they need to be out there trying to wine and dine some uh, big cornerback that can go over there and play opposite oh, of him really? because Boss Man is not having a good time over there. Okay. We just talked about Anthony Brown, even though he was the starter, he's been hurt. I haven't seen my man Lewis. I mean, there's oh, no, he's out. Yeah, that's what I'm I saying. I think he's out for the season, too. And that, those are the types of yeah. things that you're missing because he was your nickel. Yep. He was your guy that was locking people down that you probably could have pushed him out to go play corner if Anthony Brown was hurt. True. So there, that is going to be the biggest part because we look at what uh, uh, Jalen Hurts is doing on the ground, but he's throwing that thing. Look at what A.J. Brown did last week as a wide receiver catching two touchdowns. Devontae Smith is getting more involved for the Eagles. So when you're going up against those types of teams, you're going to have to have another guy besides Diggs that's going to be able to lock some people up. That's a good point. Cowboys secondary now down two starters for the season. Jordan Lewis out for the season. So is Anthony Brown. And uh, Donovan, I would say this, Donovan Wilson and Malik Hooker playing really well. Mm-hmm. They, they probably still have one of the top five best safety groups in the yep, NFL, yep. too. And I guess, gentlemen, we got to hope Duran Bland. He got two picks. Got two picks. Got First two Matt picks. Ryan. That's like, yeah. <laughs> like scout. That's like scout team. We'll get stuff. two more this week against uh, uh, Kyle Allen. Uh, but oh, or Davis Mills. Or it Davis Mills. Whoever's Davis, gonna be out Davis there. Davis Mills has got eleven interceptions in, in eleven touchdowns, eleven picks in twelve games. So yeah. There's a good chance he's going to get one of them, too. But, mm-hmm. no, no, I, I, I think Deron Bland is also another guy you got to hope rises to the occasion and the light goes off for him. But also for um, the Cowboys. We trust our guys. No, but interesting you brought up. Maybe they should go get a guy. I don't know who they could go get, though, at no, this point. I don't, I don't either. Yeah, but I think they trust their safeties to be able to fill the um, void left by Jordan Lewis being out. But you're right. They're going to pick on Deron Bland. Oh, for sure. I mean, I if I am facing the Cowboys, I start there. I start with the corner opposite Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, for sure. And I go after that guy, and then I start. That's who I'm working my way around. Yeah, run game and opposite corner. So they got two places for you to potentially attack. The run defense is getting uh, more uh, improved, I should say, for the Cowboys um, because I, I think they put some different pieces in place, um, playing more guys like Demone Clark, Jonathan Hankins. I think his presence now being felt. So the rush defense is better. Is that AJ Bowie? Is that his name? AJ Boye. Boye. Yeah, he's he played for the Texans. Yeah, he's a free agent. He's Uh released right now. Yeah, he was with the Texans for a while. Jaguars. Yeah, he was Jacksonville, Denver, Uh, and Carolina. Yeah, he's old now, but thirty-one. Thirty-one. Yeah, well, for a corner, that's old. Yeah. Yeah. Gotta try to find (laughs) some. No, but I'm not disagreeing with him. But I mean, that's why he is a free agent right now. Yeah. Yeah, he's just he's he's considered old, but. 
do you like him better than you like a rookie to run bland? Usually no. the Cowboys are, we like our guys. Yeah, that's, that's true. You know what I mean? They, that's their statement. We like our guys. And I think they like to run bland. So, And I'm sitting here looking at this list. It's a, hmm, it's a lot to be desired out there. You think that's a good – do you think that's a corner other than A.J. Boye? That you, no, that's what I'm looking yeah. at. I'm saying, ugh. Yeah. Not making me happy. Uh, Joe <laughs> Hayden's out there, but he's 33. I mean, all the corners. They, yeah, I mean, they're that's, old. That's, exactly. They're old for cornerback years. We just talk about old men. That's, yeah. Man, you might as well be – I mean, you are geriatric. <laughs> if you're in the NFL. And you're, no, they're yeah. a corner at 33. Yeah. You're considered yeah. really, really old. Yeah. Uh, so they could do that. I think they're going to stick with the run blind. I do. Yeah. But you can scheme around it. you got a really good cover corner in Trevon Diggs, and you got good safeties. You can scheme around that corner. And you got Dan Quinn, who's one of the better, you know, Game planners, X's and O's guys out there. Yeah. As a defensive coordinator. He's going to have to make some adjustments. Mm-hmm. Ah, I was just looking at this. Somebody said go sign Richard Sherman. I literally was just looking at Richard Sherman, oh, no. and in my mind I was going, you can't be going out there and talking about nobody like me. Yeah, Who are you man. talking about? Crabtree. <laughs> yeah. He man, we just going to pick apart that whole Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Fitzpatrick yesterday. <laughs> um, Whitworth. <laughs> uh, that, you know what? Why that doesn't work is because he can't play man anymore. Yeah. He's just, he's way too old. He can't. That's part of why the old corners can't get up. They can't play man as well as they used to. They probably are great in zone coverage because right. they're dropping back. They're reading, you know, route patterns and combinations, reading the quarterback, their wisdom and football IQ takes over and they can just diagnose plays. Uh, playing man, I mean, no. it's a, it's a Richard cat. Richard Sherman is 34, by the way. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, playing man, yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's a, playing man is literally a young man's game. You just got to be, it's, it's about your reaction, how you know quick you can get out of breaks and react to stuff. And Usually, older corners are not as. That's why they move older corners to safety. Yep, may made him come in as a safety for you potentially, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got yeah. plenty of them. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, yeah we got yeah. plenty of them. We're good right there. Yeah, we good right there. But I don't know. I mean, they can trade for a corner. I don't yeah. know. But and they boss man fast. That's a disappointment because you drafted him in the second round, right? Yeah, yeah. Man, man we knew we were in trouble when he started rapping. You know whoa, what I'm saying? We whoa. knew he was. T.L. Sanders, one of the was, greatest DBs in the history of the NFL, was also a rapper. And he can't even rap like him nor cover anybody <laughs> on the side. Oh, okay. You're saying yeah. he's, he don't need to be distracted. He does he not. Focus, he needs to be focused on his techniques. Oh, okay. All yeah. right. That's fair. That's, no. that's a good point. All right. Yeah. Just saying. I thought you was holding it against him. No doubt. He's rapping. No, he's good. Yeah, right. you know, boss man fats. Boss man fats is no bueno to me. Uh, yeah, that, I think that actually is coming back to haunt him a little bit now. Yeah, because they could use if boss man fats had been developing and he was ascending, that would really help you out right uh, now. Yeah, and, and and essentially you drafting boss man fats was planning for this moment. Exactly. And because you knew you were trying to make a move off of some of your off other of guys. Off of Anthony Brown, who yes. was, you considered a liability, yes. and, and it still hasn't worked out for you. Man. Uh, someone says play Nation Wright over Joseph. I'm down with it. I'm down with it. You're down with that? I'm, I'm down with anybody over Deron him. Deron Bland's definitely going to play over Joseph. I'm, I'll take it all. Just like get rid of I all I think Deron Bland right now is the plan. Yeah. Bland is the plan. Bland is the plan. <laughs> I got it. Uh, then I think they'll, they'll figure it out from there. But it, don't, it won't matter. They're playing the Texans. <laughs> no, but it, we got to work on development. This is the time. This is your practice time that's true. to get your work. There's nobody that's going to press mm. you on the outsides. Who's yeah. your wide receivers right now? Brandon Cooks. Nico uh, Brandon Collins. Cooks, yeah, Brandon Cooks has been hurt and Nico out. And not playing. Nico Collins is your one. 
one yeah. or two of Cooks taken out. away by, and then, by what Dorset? I think you're right. I oh. think Dorset's your oh. third option there. It's hard. They never really complete many passes, so it's that's <laughs> not yeah, exactly. No, I'm serious. Nico Collins called three receptions for thirty something yards. They don't complete a lot of passes. To it wide is Dorset, and you got Chris Moore and most, Amari Rogers. Yeah, it's mostly it's like check downs to running yeah. backs and tight. So they, they <laughs> it's it's really sad. Yeah, um, but even your tight ends ain't getting no love. Jordan you, Atkins caught a pass the other day and got popped. They're completing more passes to the other team yeah. than they're <laughs> to their own players. Uh, but no, the, the, you're right. They, the, the Cowboys will be more challenged in practice when that, than they will be versus the Texans. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they need to figure out who the corner is. I agree with you on that. All right, what you got coming up for Harsh Knock Live? I'm going to give some updates. There's some news that just came out about uh, Aaron Judge, who, by the way, Uh-oh. was at the game last night, but it appears to have found, possibly found a home. Uh, biggest name in baseball right Ooh, now that possibly what's found the a home. Tag on and this it thing? goes back to what I said at the very beginning of the show. He and Tom Brady might be in the same area next year. Mm-hmm. And we need to get into the DBs from the Flex. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that in the same segment coming up right now because nah, it's going to be quick and we're going to go right into that. Well, no, we'll do it at the top of the five o'clock. We got specialists at the top of the five. We got DBs and top. Okay. So all right. Perfect. Not, I mean, all right. That's cool. I love the specialists, but they don't deserve the, all the top of the five o'clock <laughs> to themselves. So, you know, got you, got, you. you got your Harsh Knock Live to yourself. Coming we'll out. get, we'll get top of the uh, five o'clock. We'll do uh, flex uh, specialists, return specialists, but also the DBs. All, all right. right. Come back. Harsh Knock Live on the side right here on Ball Don't Lie, 1049 the it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folk, but in front of your own speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a top of the charts edition of Ball Don't Lie. It's your... Boy, Harbaugh Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Harbaugh Hard. You can follow my man Rod Babers at Rod Babers. And you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. Special shout out to all the players that have been named on the watch list for Flex ATX. You know, shout make out. sure you go to Flex ATX to get all your information. Also, we will have a live show tomorrow night, special flex edition at Waterloo, 360 and 2222. Snoop Daniels and the entire flex crew will be at Waterloo. Rod, myself, we're going to stop by and swing by and check out some of these young men that have been named as finalists to the specs. I mean, to the specs. To the flex, all flex team. It's a flex. Um, but I want to get into the transfer portal a little bit, Rob, mm-hmm. because oh man, it's, it's popping. Yeah, it is on and popping, and it's going to continue to be that way. Yep. Uh, as we talked about last year, and I was talking to a former uh, Texas player. He was part of the group in the early '90s. We were talking about how how this all plays out, and we obviously knows that there's no 
uh, rhyme or reason or or how these kids are going to end up in the portal because everyone wants to really go mm-hmm. to that university. You commit to a university and that's where you want to be. But times have changed, coaches change, situation right. change. And we talked about yesterday how Deion mm-hmm. Sanders said, Hey, if y'all want to hit the portal, go ahead and hit the portal. There's other coaches that have done the same thing. Some coaches have actually gone to the portal to try to build their program. Why do they do that? Um, The reason why they do that is because the pressure of winning is now. If I've got a kid who has tape that has played at a college level and I feel like they're going to come in and help me win right away, that's something different than me going out and getting a two or mm-hmm. a three star because some schools aren't giving us the patience yep. to win. I mean, we talk about it right now. We were upset at five and seven. He's trying to change the program mm-hmm. last year. Still not good enough. Get it eight and four. We still are looking at, nah, that's really not good enough. So the pressure to win with some of these coaches is at an all-time high. Yeah, But – Uh, The problem that I have with the transfer portal is not necessarily that the kids are leaving because I think free agency is part of what we're doing and I think it's fair, but I want to know where they're getting their information from. Mm. Who who are you confining these things to to say, I want to get out of this school because of X, Y, Z, and I think this is the best move for me. A lot of times these kids that get into these portals, and we've talked about this before, Rod, I think we actually talked about it at the beginning of of the year, where in 2021 and 22, the academic year, the final total was 1,946 scholarship players, and nearly 3,000 FBS players had transferred in a 12-month period. Think about that. It's crazy. Throwing your name into the portal mm. is one thing. If you are throwing your name into the portal because of lack of playing time or you don't like the fit or something, there's so many reasons why kids jump in the portal. But if you think that you're jumping in the portal mm. because the grass is greener, sometimes that's not true. And if you're not a top-of-the-line football player, yeah. Your your choices of where you're going to go is not going to be good for other people. No. And it's definitely not going to be good for you. And one of the examples that I wanted to use is I saw a report yesterday, and it, it hadn't been announced, and it may not even happen, but there was a conversation that was had that Drake May, the quarterback for North Carolina, mm-hmm. who was on the top of everybody's mind at one point, is thinking about entering the portal. That to me, yes, yes. That's crazy. And you sit there Hmm. and you wonder, is this now a financial deal? Probably. Is this now one of those thoughts where let me me scare them a little Hmm. bit to see if I can get more money or put me in a different situation? I saw another report Hmm. that JT Daniels is now in the portal again. Wow. How? Like, how is this possible? I think he's a grad. He grad transfer, yeah. yeah. That's the easy way for it. And I think you can you can if you hire a lawyer, even Nick Saban said it, there are ways around the transfer portal rules if you hire a lawyer right, and dispute no, it. Yeah. Because they don't most of the NCAA does not want to go into any type of courtroom and have, you know, that discussion about players' rights. And this is a kid that absolutely started at one at, at four, this will be four division one schools 
that power five hey man, he, that he might be able to start at. He, he is running from competition, though. He's running from something. I don't he's, know what he's running yeah, from. What are you running to? At one to? point, I understand you're looking for a better opportunity, but some of these guys are just running. They're right. running from competition. They're running to. They're running from discomfort. They're running from inconvenience. They're just. And I don't know what the hell you're running to, but you're running from a lot of stuff. That's why I said you there. need to confront things in your life, not run. <laughs> yeah, from exactly. Them. Not only that. Yeah. You were a starter at Georgia. Come you on, were man. a starter at at uh, West Virginia. Yeah. You were a start. Where was he at right before that? He was USC. He the, USC. He yeah, was no, USC. You were starting at USC, USC first. You talking about two, you talking about blue bloods? You were starting, you were starting at, these at universe, blue bloods, bro. One that is playing in the playoffs and won a <laughs> national championship last year. Yeah, that's wild. And somebody puts this up. It's changed recruiting for mm. JUCOs. It's changed more for the high school student. That's true. It's it's it it put right. these high school students that they worked their butts off in the offseason and all mm-hmm. these years and traveling to all these camps to get this opportunity. But now it has definitely changed the way people have looked at recruiting. As a high school kid, if you're not a four and a five star that can come in and make an impact at whatever university it may be, this may change the way you are being recruited and the way you look at college as well. Yep. So this entire cycle, and we talked about it before, about they didn't put guardrails into this transfer portal from the very beginning. Blame the NCAA. If you put it in there at the very beginning, I think everybody would have been like, oh, okay. Nobody would have fought it. They would have, they would have been some people would disgruntled about it, but there wouldn't have been as much of an uproar to where it's like, all right, I'll put up a good year this year. Let me go see what my free agent market is going to look like. And we also talked about when you're when you're going to school, originally you were going to school Obviously, to play athletics, but you also wanted to be where you were going to live, right? You wanted to make sure that you went to a four-year decision, not a four-year decision. Not a four-year decision. And you're looking at it, and I'll use University of Texas, obviously, as the example. Most people, and even if you go to the league, most people that went to the University of Texas have moved back here. Yeah. And got a job in this area and worked with fellow Longhorns. Mm -hmm. The same thing with Texas A&M people, same thing with OU, wherever you may be or wherever you went to school and you got your degree from, you want to kind of stay in that area. Now it's all about Mm. what can you do for me now as opposed to what can we do together later. And it's changed the whole thing. And so as a parent, I'm looking at this coming up in this situation and I'm like, I don't even know what to tell my son at this point. I mean, he's a youngster, but you're still planning these things out. So hopefully by the time his classmates are getting to that point, we'll have some guardrails and some boundaries on there. But I'm sure that there will be some challenges that will be in the mix as well. No doubt. Because the game has changed so much. And when you're not talking to your family or your advisors or whoever it may be, you go through it to the point now where it's like, okay, what decisions are we going to make moving forward? Because if you're, like you said, Rod, if you're running from school to school, it's hard for people to track you half mm. the time. Yeah, exactly. Scouts aren't coming to see a kid that I don't know if they're going to be committed to this or committed to that mm-hmm. because we can't build those opportunities. And now the windows are starting to shrink a little bit more because – not only am I competing against Rob Babers, the DB from Houston that used to be at the University of Texas, 
Now I'm I'm competing against a kid from SC right. that is trying to go to the same schools, and it, it's it's a cycle that's going to be never ending. Mm-hmm. So what I would encourage them to to do is talk to their family, talk to their friends, stop looking at it as a meal ticket. But like you said, it's not a four year decision; it's a forty year decision. Yeah, it's um, it's I'm happy that the guys have a lot more freedom. Um, they do have more player rights overall. Um, they can determine their own fate. This yep. was, it, it was needed. This transfer portal, you know, kind of revolution was needed. But what was also needed was checks and balances and the NCAA. As we just seen, I mean, they were not up to the task. The NCAA pretty much screwed up the transfer portal and NIL. Both of them inextricably linked. Yep. And now we have both of them of uh, kind of basically going off the rails at a at. 200 miles yeah. an hour, and there is no, unfortunately, I don't think there's any oversight uh, in the future, yeah. in the near future coming. Right. There's they're, they're, Unless the the conferences themselves decide. Governing to, bodies, exactly, right? Exactly, yeah. to separate from the NCAA and then almost yeah. have this. College own, football playoff. Yes, and yeah. essentially decide to appoint a commissioner and other kind of Yeah, because I think a lot of it, too, is just education for these, for these kids is that if if you're in a school and they tell you, man, the grass ain't greener, man, there isn't money for you out there. You yep. think, oh man, they don't want to pay me and they don't want me to leave. Right, exactly right. You and you, so you need somebody neutral to go, hey man, there isn't money out there for you. <laughs> right. Just yeah. letting you know, like there's offensive linemen leaving Texas, and I'm, it, look, man, if you want to go play and you think you should be playing, I love it. But if you're leaving fifty grand on the table and you think you're gonna get more elsewhere. Good luck. That's exactly Good right. luck because I yeah. know it ain't out there. I know. And you just see it too much. <laughs> and, like, when you see us talking I about know. the Cowboys, we were just talking about the Cowboys, and we're going through defensive backs, and you name whoever you want to, and we're like, man, it'd be nice to have to pick from these 10 people. Right. Now, if you're the exactly. Cowboys, you're picking one of them 10. So there's people out there telling high school coaches stuff, man, it'd be nice if he was in the portal because we're looking for a DB. Yeah. And now you, mm-hmm. you're you number nine on that list. Yep. They told you to transfer. Yep. And now you're in the portal. And you were never even close to getting picked up by that new team. Nope. And now you're sitting there like, well, I thought. And now your phone's ringing from schools, from D2 schools. Yep, and it's yep, ringing yep. from smaller schools. And yep. you go, well, so I was at North Carolina. And then I thought maybe I was going to go to Ohio State. And I ended up at Texas State. Yep. Somewhere along there, I missed the trend. And yep. you're like, you still end up at a good school. Yeah. But you don't end up. You thought you were going, you moved down to Peg. Yeah. Because you were already playing 100%. for an ACC championship. Yep. And so you th- the grass is not always greener. And I think that education part of like, man, there's a lot of lies in NIL, and a lot of these shady people are telling them because they want their 10%. Right. Well, and then I go back to I'm gonna use BJ Foster because he ended up going to Sam Houston, had a great, great season, made yeah, first team all yeah. whack. Good for him. But the thing about it is that's a five star recruit that has now thought probably he could go anywhere in the country, and now he's got film out there. And other people are looking at that film saying, ah, I'm going to go and try to get this other kid because I don't want that, what you put on film. And then Very he goes true. somewhere else. And now he still might get his opportunity to go to the NFL. I'm not, I'm just using him as that example of a five star that was at the University of Texas and he ended up going to Sam. And I'm not discounting Sam, but it's not University of Texas. No, I totally agree. And so, it's worth mentioning that uh, Logan Parr. Logan Parr just got into Has the tra- decided that yep. he's entering the transfer portal. To Patrick's office, point. The offensive line from Texas, yes. Yep. And that means he is no longer part of the Pancake Factory. Right. Uh, which means uh, he would be getting $50,000 a year. 
right. uh, as part of his name, image, and likeness uh, deal with that uh, particular entity. Yes, so they say at, all money ain't good money. Yeah, all <laughs> offensive linemen that go to Texas get uh, $50,000 as a part of the Pancake Factory. So, yeah, I mean, he's going for other reasons. Yep, yep. And he believes he can play, and maybe that means more to him than getting the the money from yep. the NIO deal. Yep. And hey, I'm happy for him, but I Absolutely. agree there. Some of these guys aren't looking at all of their options, yeah, and, and they then, aren't considering all the options, and they aren't looking at the long term. Agreed. Uh, like I said, it is a forty year decision. I just say four years because we decision. all think we're going to the league. Well, and sometimes you got to mention yeah. some of these kids may just realize, mm-hmm. hey man, I don't do well at a big school like Texas. <laughs> I'd like to go to a smaller place. So my education could be a little cool. bit better because this is just too big of a place for me. Cool. There, I fall through. I get that. Mm. Awesome. Like that's why the transfer portal needs to exist. Is because there are a lot of those cases. Yeah. So it needs to exist, but yeah, there just needs to be something involved in there other than, hey man, let's show a lot of these kids mm. and tell them we're going to pay them a million dollars as soon as they get in. Tell them now it's a hundred grand if they play the full season. I think the NCAA. I want to wear number two, but you're gonna get number twenty one. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tim Brewster. No, I think the NCAA screwed up. I think they should have initially made the transfer portal flexibility and yep. freedom based on GPA. I think if they did it and said, "Listen, if you have a three point." Two GPA or whatever the hell they want to make it, you can transfer whenever you want to, however you want to. Because it's happening anyway, by the yep, way. Yep. Um, but if you don't, then you have to sit out a year. That's part of the penalty. And they that way they would have prioritized being a student athlete. They would have prioritized academics. But we know they don't give a damn about academics, and they don't give a damn about student athletes. That's why they didn't do that. And they decided to just make it the free market because they wanted people to regret. All right, right, to right. regret advocating for the free market to come to major color sports in America. They wanted you to regret name, image, and likeness. They wanted you to regret the transfer portal and then say, man, the NCAA was right. Hey. Well, NCAA, ain't nobody saying you was right because no nobody like you. Right. You were basically a borderline <laughs> criminal institution. Right. And now everybody's happy that you have been gutted and emasculated, and they basically are happy you're on your way out. And let's let's note one thing about this NCAA <laughs> who gave up the name, image, and likeness. That cost them zero pennies. Exactly. Because yeah. it ain't their money. It ain't their they money. said you can go take your own piece of the pie. <laughs> if y'all want to pay them, y'all pay them. We ain't giving up none of our money. Yep. So they're still a bad organization. Still. Still. Exactly. Even exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Even by deciding they want to be uh, bystanders and watch this old thing kind of collapse and happen, they're still being a, a bad, corrupt organization. Right. All right. Good harsh knock life there. Good discussion. We'll come back. We got off the record. Um, this NBA scandal, I believe, finally may have some resolution. We'll get into it on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. D Mega Doo I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break the income. Well, congratulations. Continue good sex in the sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. It's time for Off the Record. Uh, we'll be quick here. Guys, it looks like the 13-year relationship between Ime Udoka and at one point who was considered to be a sex symbol, uh, Nia Long, who is still smoking hot, by the way. Uh, TMZ is reporting 
And so are uh, People Magazine reporting, it's over, it is done. Um, roughly two months after Ime Udoka, the 45-year-old coach was suspended by the Celtics for having an alleged affair. Uh, it is now being reported that he lost his 13-year relationship over uh, knocking boots with somebody at the office. Oh, man. Done deal, gentlemen. Was it worth it? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like, not, not, a, not a hard answer on that one. He lost his relationship with the mother of his children. Yeah. He's not going to be going to have to deal with kids. Uh, he didn't even get the Nets job because oh, they were like, right. hey, man, this is the most dysfunctional organization on the, in the NBA right now. And we you're more dysfunctional. <laughs> That's yeah. true. Yep. Yeah. And so he ain't a head coach anymore when he was one of the highest, like, one of the, high, he the, was, the, he the fastest fast riser, growth, rising he was. head coach in the yeah, NBA. He was. He's out of that now, He's and in. that's a hard fraternity to get back into because there's always another head coach he'll just find. That's a great point. So you have all of that. So your career might be over. You're you're going to be an analyst probably in, like, four or five years when people let start let it go. When they let it die down. Let yeah. it die down. You lost your, your girl, and mm. you don't even have the new girl anymore because she was married. Yeah, it definitely wasn't worth it. There's a lot that just happened in that, man. That's no, he's right. You know, the only good thing is you don't have to live in Boston anymore. Yeah. Is it worth it for all that to not live in Boston? No. Possibly, yeah. but no. <laughs> man, that, that would say the stuff that, that guys will risk over it. It is undefeated. It really is. I mean, it never lost. It takes that. I mean, you talk about, about world leaders, all yeah. kinds of stuff. I mean, hell, Bill Clinton is one of these guys. Like, it's just like you can. We you just can, saw it you, on the new on Good Morning America. Oh, Good Morning America. He, knows, he had three different affairs yeah. happening at one time. Yeah, yeah Good he Morning had multiple America. Multiple affairs happening at one time. It's like, what's going on with this dude? That dude tired. Man, I guess, man. Yeah, I, it. I mean, like I said, it's it's undefeated. Yeah, it's undefeated. I'm not gonna judge him she's, in she's that situation. A, yeah, she, man, uh, too many guys in the transfer portal. <laughs> <laughs> He's but one Neil of Long, them. Neil Long's a free agent now. Yeah, she's definitely. That is good news because somebody's gonna be trying to snatch up Neil Long. Because I know she's in her 40s now, but Neil Long is still pretty damn fine. Man, yeah, they. Uh, and she's 52, actually. My bad. Yeah, she. Damn, she's in her 50s. She's she still don't look good, like man. it. She don't look like. She's I thought she was good. in her 40s. She looked good. Yeah, yeah, my bad. She's in her 50s now. But she can get Neil Long. Oh, you know what? Uh, man, maybe Tom Brady can hook yeah, up with Tom. Neil Long. I knew y'all was go. about to Bo. say Tom Brady. Bo. There you go. A new boat to y'all was Tom going Brady. Tom. Tom. You know Tom Brady would get a lot more street crazy trying to date Neil Long. We're like, okay, Tom. <laughs> okay, uh, Tom. All the sisters was like, ooh, I had a chance. <laughs> I had a chance. Oh, he bring, oh, he talking about Brady. He bring the whole black culture on oh, as, my as fans oh. after that. Can you imagine Giselle <laughs> looking out her back patio across that body of water <laughs> and they're just having a cookout back there? Oh, <laughs> oh, cook out. Got Neil Long's family out there they hanging out. They better have the like, right potato salad. Is I know that. Going out there? They can have a cookout, but it better not be the wrong potato salad. Hey, I promise you that. That's where you'll get Tom Brady going to find some eating fried chicken. He gave up the avocado <laughs> and the TB12 died. He dated Neil Long eating fried chicken. Oh, man. <laughs> Tom Brady's done. It's done. It's done, Oh, my goodness. All right. Speaking into existence, fellas. Speaking into existence. (laughs) Hey, Boston. There's a Boston connection there. Oh, yeah. It goes all back. And Cali. And Cali connection. So when Tom goes back there, she's already there. There you go. Yeah, Tom. I think Tom, opposite, relationship Tom is better than independent Tom. All right, remember we, we learned about this on, on Seinfeld. <laughs> well, now I'm just saying over history, history tells like us it. that relationship Tom is better than independent Tom. 
All right. Yeah, so yeah. much like George Costanza, who he was better as independent George. All right. Learned about mm-hmm. Seinfeld. And now we learn that, you know, independent George, relationship George, they could not be in the same room together. Like a George it. divided against itself cannot stand. But I think because remember relationship Romo was better than independent Romo. For sure. When, when Romo got something, you know this, Hart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A good woman will settle you down in ways you're not. When you're single, that's one uh, that's one thing that prioritizes right, Never in your lost. life when you're single. Yeah. You emphasize it, you prioritize it, and you get home every night. You're like, all right, I got to do this, this, and I got to do this. Mm-hmm. When you're in a relationship, you don't have to worry about that. That's a no. huge burden lifted off of you as a man when most of your life is consumed with trying to pursue one thing. All right? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, got it, and you got it in-house there, and it's all good. You got it in-house. Focus. If we've learned one thing from Rocky, women weaken knees. <laughs> women weaken legs. <laughs> women weaken legs. <laughs> women do weaken legs, but I will say sometimes a steady, stable oh, no, relationship. Yeah, well, women in general, women. if you're just out getting one-night stands and just, you know, you know, hitting it and quitting it, all right, just banging it out. Yes, that will weaken your legs. But a good, stable relationship will not weaken legs. Actually, I think it provides strength and support. <laughs> so I want relationship, I want relationship Brady back. Relationship we want Brady. Want relationship. We Independent Brady. Brady's not. You agree? He's Brady's not. a mess. He's a mess. He's a mess. He's, 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 he's terrible for fifty-five minutes, but he's gonna give you five good minutes. I guess he closes. He closes. He's that's always what, that's what liked about him. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. yeah. always found a way to close. <laughs> all right, we'll come back. We got the All Flex DBs, and we will all uh, review the wide receivers, and we'll reveal the specials come when we come back. All oh, that's right. Them. The DBs, the money makers. We'll come back with that right here on Ball Don't Lie on one. 4.9 The Horn.